You are listening to the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From September the 1st, 2019, at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida. The text is Luke chapter 14, verse 1 and 7 through 14. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guest chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he might say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteousness. The crowd sat in rapt attention in the Broadway theater. It was the opening of the second act. The curtain rose up and there was the cast and crew, just the cast really, of the musical Rent, standing in a straight line, somber, solemn faces. Rent is a Broadway musical, story set in the I guess late 80s or early 90s, young adults trying to survive in New York City under the shadow of HIV and AIDS. And as the curtain lifts and the, and the cast stands there, they begin to sing a song, and here are the lyrics. 525,600 minutes. 525,000 moments so dear. 525,600 minutes How do you measure, measure a year? In daylights, in sunsets, in midnights, in cups of coffee, in inches, in miles, in laughter, in strife, 525,600 minutes. How do you measure a year in the life? How about love? Measure in love, seasons of love. 
with 525,600 minutes in a year, how do you measure a year in the life? What counts? After you look back at a year, what really matters in this short lived thing that we call life? Well, that's the question we're going to be taking up over the next few weeks. We'll look at what Jesus thinks really matters. What does he spend his energy trying to teach those who would hear? What did, what did he teach? What matters to us today? And so that's one of the things that was happening at this table where we find Jesus in this story from Luke that we read in Luke. Jesus is always eating. Jesus is a man after my own heart. He's always eating in the Gospel of Luke, always sitting down at table with someone. And we often think of Jesus sitting down to eat with sinners, with tax collectors. But in this passage, we see Jesus hanging out with the upper crust. He's, with, he's at the home of a leader of the Pharisees. So this was an influential man, a powerful man, perhaps a wealthy man. And we see Jesus sitting down to table at this unusual place. And, and we can almost see a smile on his face. We can almost see him shaking his head as he watches those other people feeling quite puffed up and proud of themselves for being invited to this house. We can kind of see Jesus rolling his eyes in this passage. These people were jockeying for position around the table. Now, our arrangements in the United, our custom in the United States at, at dinner parties is pretty relaxed. Now, sometimes we'll go to an event and there will be reserved tables for VIPs and program personnel, that kind of thing. But our table customs and where people see pretty relaxed. If you travel to other places, that's not the case. A few years ago, several years ago now, I took a team of students to China. And it was a team of six young women, one very lucky young man, and me, the team leader. And we were there for six weeks. We had the opportunity to, to be invited to a couple of, you know, a few different places for dinner. And it was Amusing to me in that situation to watch our Chinese host figure out who would get the position of honor. Normally it would be a male, but the team leader, me, wasn't a male. That hasn't changed. <laughs> And so my China, the Chinese host would be like, who gets the position of honor? The, the single male student or this female leader? And, and it was kind of amusing. Well, the custom was more similar to Chinese custom. In Jesus' day, there were, there were very specific customs about who would sit where around the table. The custom was they would have the, the table, and it would be men at the table in this situation, men at the table, and there were uh, couches, sort of uh, what we might call couches, around the table. The center couch would have been the position of honor. And then it went in descending order from there, according to wealth and power and prestige, that kind of thing. And so Jesus, again, is at this home, and he's watching these folks jockey for the best seat at the in the house. There's a funny story in the book of Matthew, where the mother of James and John, they were brothers, James and John's mother, comes to Jesus, and she says, Jesus, when you get into your kingdom, will you make sure that my boys are your left and your right? My, James and John need to be there. And you can kind of just see James and John going, oh, mom, come on. And I kind of think their mother, it, 
enjoyed embarrassing their, her sons just like I enjoy embarrassing my sons. Come on, Mom, really? So that's the situation going on here. They're jockeying for position like Jesus' own disciples did. And so Jesus takes the opportunity once all eyes were on him, and he offers a correction. And this is my paraphrase. He says, so when you come to a party, you know, don't plop yourself down in the seat of honor because if the host bumps you, then you're going to be pretty embarrassed, aren't you? So Jesus isn't showing really good manners, I don't think. Kind of, you know, putting a damper on the whole party there as he corrects the dinner guests. But what is he, what, what is he getting at here as he's correcting those who have jockeyed for position? I would suggest that he's telling them that humility matters. It matters. Now, for most of us, we've learned humility along the way because life has a tendency to do that to us, doesn't it? It knocks us down off any high horse we attempt to ride for too long. Last year, my youngest child was in pre-K, and my oldest son was in middle school, but it was one of the mornings where I was in charge of getting myself up and getting the kids up, and, and the husband was off at work already getting dressed and, and ready to go. And, and it's, if you have kids, this is an ordeal, right? Getting them up out of the bed is challenge number one. Getting them to eat their breakfast is challenge number two. Getting them to put on clothes is, is it's just a series of challenges in the morning. And so by the time I got in the car and we were actually going to be on time, I was feeling pretty good about myself. I was riding high. I was like, you know, I'm rocking this mother thing. Mother of the year, right here. Mother of the year. I'm it. Look at me. Look at me, everybody. I'm rocking this thing. And so kind of driving to school, we're going to be on time and get to the pre-K lot. And in pre-K, all the teachers come out and, and, and help the little ones get out of the car. And so there's my kids, two teachers, and, and there's actually one of our church members, Carlene Cook, is a pre-K teacher there. And so she's out there, so I've got a church member there. And I pull into the pre-K lot, feeling good, mother of the year, here I come, driving my car. My kids are all, they've got their hair combed. And I look in the rearview mirror. Blue lights. The police were following me into the pre-K lot. <laughs> My teachers are looking at me wide-eyed. Is our, is our kid's mother going to be arrested right here in our parking lot? My youngest asked me, Mommy, are you going to jail? <laughs> I roll down the window. Officer says, ma'am, did you know you were speeding? You were going 23 in a school zone. <laughs> so any attempt, any, any facade of being mother of the year was shot. <laughs> just blown right there. For the next few weeks, I would just kind of drive to school like this and drop my kids off. And I didn't go to jail. The good news is, if you want to hear the rest of the story, I, I was let off with a warning, but... I w it was punishment enough to have that embarrassment of being followed into the parking lot with blue lights flashing. Life has a tendency to humble us, doesn't it? Just when we think we're riding high, it teaches us humility. Now, my concern with naming humility as a value is that those who most need to hear it maybe won't. And those that least need to hear it 
think I'm talking directly to you. And, and that, that's how it goes with humility, isn't it? So let me invite you to imagine yourself at that table with Jesus and, and those jockeying for position. Where, where do you plop yourself down? At a seat of prestige or a lowly seat? Do you need God to tap you on the shoulder and say, you need to move down a notch or two? Or are you at a lowly place and you need a little touch of grace? Friend, move up. You're worth more than that seat. Where are you at that table? In our invitation to worship today, we read uh, an adapted version of one of my favorite verses, Micah chapter 6, verse 8, which says this, God has shown you, O mortal, what is good and what the Lord requires, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk hum humbly, that's right. To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly. Justice, kindness, and humility. That's, that's what matters. That's what matters. Well, if in the first part of this story we find Jesus correcting the dinner guest, in the second part, Jesus decides to correct the host. See, Jesus was an equal opportunity offender. So he turns to the host and he says, now when you throw a dinner party, my paraphrase, when you throw a dinner party, don't invite, you know, people, you know, your brothers, your relatives, don't invite people who are wealthy, who are, you know, the upper crust. You need to invite the down and out, people who, who can never repay you. In other words, stop it already with the quid pro quo. Stop it with these transactional relationships that we find ourselves in because genuine kindness expects nothing in return. Are you finding ways to express genuine kindness? Do you find yourself giving gifts to, to friends or, or charities or whatever with the expectation that you'll get some recognition or, or are you willing to give an anonymous gift? Are, are you doing it for the prestige, for the honor? Or are you doing it because you're genuinely wanting to live into this teaching of Jesus, to do justice, to show kindness, to walk humbly with our God? What is Jesus' point? Humility matters. Kindness matters. Justice matters. So if you were to take out a pen and paper, I'm not going to make you do this, but if you were to take out a pen and paper, how would you rate yourself on, self on a scale from 1 to 10? 1 is, yeah, I'm not doing real good, or 10 is, look at me, Christian of the year, right here. All right? How are you doing by way of justice? doing justice, scale from 1 to 10. How are you at showing kindness, scale from 1 to 10? No quid pro quo, no transactional relationship, just doing it because, 1 to 10. How are you at walking humbly, scale from 1 to 10? Kindness, justice, humility, it matters. It matters.
there are 525,600 minutes, if there are 525,000 moments so dear, if there are 525,600 minutes, how do you measure? Measure a year. In daylights and sunsets, in midnights and cups of coffee, in inches and miles and laughter and strife, 525,600 minutes, how do you measure a year in the life? How about love? Measure in love. Seasons of love. Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.